Praise the Lord. Welcome this evening to another time of the study of the Word. This is our usual Bible study platform. I want to give God the praise for another beautiful opportunity to share God's Word with ourselves so we can be equipped and strengthened in the knowledge of God our Savior so we can be properly tutored and schooled in the, in the things that pertain to the oracles of God there might be true light indeed and true expression of his, his glory and, and his knowledge over the earth because outside the study of the word we cannot transform to be like him so every time we come together to behold the word is an opportunity for transformation hallelujah tonight i want to trust the lord again there will be another time that men will transform and transcend the earthly realm even to the spiritual in the name of jesus christ Welcome this evening to another time of the word with the church. And I believe you will be blessed today. It's always a thing of joy to share God's word. For God's word is God's divine revelation. God's word is God's divine blueprint and master plan. God's word is God's divine compass for our work in this world that's why the popular song that we sing i think it's a hymn of, of sort uh, talks about holy words long preserved for our work in this world they resound with god's own heart let the asian words impart asian words holy words and the words of God keeps us, helps us through the world as we walk the walk of faith. The Bible says that we are pilgrims on this earth. We are passing through. And we there will be a day when the end of all things will come. And blessed is he that prepareth for the day. So the day does not get you unawares, just like it did in the ancient times. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 5 talks about and, and Noah in the old time, the preacher of righteousness preached to his generation and the day caught them unawares. For every time that God wants his world, most times they don't pay attention. But he always will cry out with a loud voice, like Jesus did in John 7, 37, in the last day of the feast, that final day. He cried out with a voice, say, he that thirsts, let him come and drink. He that's hungry, let him come and eat freely. For they that believe from the bellies shall flow the fountains of living waters. Tonight I believe in the name of the Lord that there will be flowing of fountains in our hearts in Jesus' name. That deposit of God will, will grow and well up more and more in our spirits. Mm -hmm. 
in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you tonight. We approach this word of yours reverently because in need there's power. In need there's life. In need there's light. Lord, let us experience the light, the life, and the power of the word. Tonight in Jesus' name. You said any man should speak, he should speak like the oracles of God. First Peter 4 11. Today I'm speaking, Lord, and I want to speak like an oracle. Put your words in my mouth. Make my, my, my mouth like the pen of the ready writer. Let me speak about the things I've made touching my king, that he may be glorified. And we blessed because we listen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah tonight. It's a privilege again to come together to share God's word. Glory to God today. Welcome wherever you're listening from. It's a beautiful time to share God's word. In the last Bible study, we were looking at the, at the prophecies of Jesus' return. Um, I'm trusting the Lord will make us useful vessels in his hands. Um, so we can understand the word and be able to effectively communicate the word. First Peter 3 15 says, and, and sanctify the Lord in your heart and be ready to give an answer. God wants people who are able to respond when the hope of their faith is asked. Like Paul said in Galatians 3 1, he says, he says, Oh you Galatians. Foolish folks who had bewitched you that you not believe the truth anymore. You before whom Christ was evidently set forth as crucified. So there's a way we set forth Christ evidently in his crucifixion. And I believe this is the essence of this teaching in this time. So we are we are well equipped. For as we go out in the world, we go out as Christ's own ambassadors, not ashamed of the truth of the gospel, for therein lie the power of God unto salvation to all that believe. Amen tonight. And so last time we were looking at the first scripture. I have like eight scriptures to share with us. Uh, we looked at Luke 24, 51 and Acts 1, 9 to 11. Now, the writer of Acts is also the writer of Luke. Now in Luke 24, verse 51, he told them about, you know, he made a reference to the angel of the Lord appearing to them, and not, not, not really that Christ was taken over from them, and they saw him go up, and that was where it ended. But in, in Acts, he went further to explain that after that incident, an angel came. In fact, two men standing by them in white apparel, that, that's, that's angels. And they said, why, why look ye, men of Galilee, into heaven? He said, this same Jesus whom you see go will also come back in like manner. That means as, as he went, he will come back the same way again. So as surely as he left, surely also he will return. But the question is, if he's going to now, now if it's true that he left, then it's also true that his reward is coming back again now. That's where we actually are today. But before we continue, and um, 
the reason I'm saying this is to is to make it abundantly clear to every believer that Jesus is coming back again and in the calendar of God the next biblical prophecy that is meant to be fulfilled is the coming of Christ and so we all ought to prepare ourselves for his coming and get engaged in the things he said we should be doing prior to his coming um, before we go into the next scripture I want us to look at a thought that came to my heart this evening before um, just a few minutes ago let's look at Hebrews 2 Hebrews 2 verses 1 to 3 um, like Pastor Inga will tell us please come to Bible study with your Bible your notepad your pen and your heart uh, you see the fourth one is your heart your heart must be must be with you uh, when we study the word of God Hebrews chapter 2 the Bible says therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard lest at any time we should let them sleep for if the word spoken by angels was said first and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which are the first begun to be spoken by the Lord himself and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him verse 2 says if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward if the word spoken by angels you see if the word spoken by angels was that first how much more the word spoken by the Lord you see the old covenant was actually given by the mediation of angels you will see that in Galatians 3 verse 19 and Acts 7 53 maybe we'll read those two scriptures just those scriptures Galatians 3.19, extra Bible's there. Galatians 3.19, hallelujah. Galatians 3.19, if you're there, you can read. Wherefore, Wherefore then served the law. Then served the law. It was added because of transgression. Yes. Till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. Yes. And it was ordained by angels. It was ordained or brought about by angels in the hand of the mediator. In the hand of the mediator. Now the old or the, the covenant uh, on Mount Sinai actually came from from there were angels. And if those law were broken, and for it's been broken, there's a just recompense of punishment then how much more will the words of the Lord himself amen so if the Bible says that, that the Lord is coming back and Jesus also said he's coming back again to take us to where he is John 14 1 he says let not your hearts be troubled you know this is you believers don't even know the peculiarity of the times we are in they are they they are just floating they're just they're just they're just moving with the waves and the and the times but you see for those who understand the seasons of god there's there's an urgency in the heart of the father 
that if you understand what the father is thinking and is willing to do now you will you will come to a point where 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 your heart will begin to synchronize with the with god jesus said let not your hearts be troubled believe in god and also in me why i have spoken the words to you he says he said for in my father's house i want many mansions if it's not so i will not have told you i go to prepare a place for you so that where i am there you may be also he was saying these words before he left the earth and believers must understand it must done in our hearts because until these facts done in our hearts we will live like all things begins and ends here no it's not bible says if in this world we have hope alone then we have all men the most miserable our hope they, not just us alone the hope of the whole world is not in this world alone so you must understand that as a believer amen and then and if you understand that you must learn to begin to sow to the kingdom of god hallelujah bible says lay not of yourselves treasures on the earth that is jesus speaking where thieves and moths can corrupt and fish can break in but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven that means we can lay treasures in heaven glory to god tonight and how do we do that by showing love one to another as believers going out to evangelize and showing the world the love of god this is how we lay treasures for ourselves in heaven no wonder jesus said in luke 12 15 he says beware covetousness you must watch covetousness on earth as a believer you know today okay now let me say that you know you know you know many believers many preachers get carried away with loss of of mundane things there's LR1, there's LR2, LR3, LR4, before you know it, LR5. You see, the things will never end. You must be able to curtail your loss, glory to God. For a man's life does not consist on the abundance of what he's pursuing on earth. Beware of covetousness. Hallelujah tonight. So if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, how much more the words spoken by the Lord? That's first thought tonight. Second thought I want to share with us tonight as believers. And I want us to mind that. You see, one of the things I found out that sometimes we walk through our day like there's nothing at stake. We walk through every day. Do you know that every day you go to work, there's something at stake? There's, there's an objective to be, to be achieved. For every time you go to your work, natural work, there's, there's, there's a goal, there's, there's, there's a benchmark, there's, there's a target to meet, praise God. And you strive for that because until that target is met, at the end of the month, your appraiser will determine, your, your reward will be determined on your appraiser. So also with our spiritual work, every day we wake up, there's a target, there's, there's, there's something, there's, there's a, there, we have spiritual KPIs. Amen. We must not live just like mere men, praise God. We must live fundamentally like spiritual men, praise God. For indeed we are spiritual, hallelujah. You see, one of the Christian vital diets 
that keeps him or her healthy in 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 in, in is the revealing of the salvation of God through preaching of the word. There's a, you see, when you preach, I will show you that in the pattern in the Bible shortly. You see, one of the vital diets that keeps you healthy, that brings joy to your soul, is the preaching of the word. Turn with me this evening to John's gospel, as I as I just cleaned that thought in my spirit. John chapter four. One of the vital Christian diets. You see, sometimes some people don't understand this, but they do it all the same. Have you have you noticed the church of Mormon folks? How young children go about with bad preaching because that's one of their 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 spiritual. I don't know what to call it. It's it's, it's a phase in their growth. They will go out for missions. They call it. I think it's mission or I don't know. No, they call it apostolic work. You find them going out to preach. You find you see them promoting white and black in fact, with their tags. They do it joyfully, even though they're doing the wrong thing, but they're doing it all the same. You find you find you find you find the witnesses going around. You find them every time as though their lives depends on it. And we that know the truth, we aren't doing up to one fifth of what these guys are doing. I don't want them to challenge us. I want the word of God to challenge us tonight. Hallelujah. There's a joy. There's something that 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 preaching and and sinful Christ does to your spirit, does to your soul, and does to your body. It brings joy, and the joy of the Lord actually is your word, is your strength. It brings joy unexplicable, joy that can't be explained in natural words. John 4, 31-33, I read. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said to them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. There's the meat. That would be the best food. And what is that food? Preaching. For this purpose, I was sent. Listen, the primary purpose you were sent or you were saved on the earth is to get this word of God manifest and revealed. Your primary purpose is not to get things done on the earth or fulfill your career. No, that's not the primary one. It's secondary. Our primary assignment is to live for him because you see, you, you discover this at the end of time. That actually your primary assignment is to reveal Christ. Maybe not make what is primary, secondary, what's secondary, primary? Hallelujah. So one of the, the, the vital diets that keeps the spiritual man going in life is his desire and his, his interest and his, his longing to effectively communicate the gospel. It brings, it brings a healing, it brings a joy, it brings an assurance, it makes you grounded in the things of God. You know, Luke 7, 5, sorry, Luke 15, 7 says, For I, I tell it to you, there's joy in heaven over one soul that repents. If there's joy in heaven, oh, and, and Christ says, as it is in heaven, let it be where on earth. So also there's joy. That's why for those that preach, there's a joy in their hearts that can't explain. I've experienced it before. 
time you get someone saved, there's a joy that you alone, you alone knows. And I want us as a church to experience that joy of salvation. The joy of salvation is in twofold. Joy to the one that is saved and joy to the one that helps someone to be saved. Luke 15 10 says, I say this to you. It says, it says, the angels of the Lord rejoices over, over a sinner that repents. So tonight I want to let us know that there's joy. Jesus calls it a meat. That must be our priority. You see, I've discovered something. When people preach, receive your car, receive your receive that, receive that. They are good in themselves. But Jesus never said we should propose it. He says those things will be added to us. But when we seek for his kingdom and his word, his righteousness. And anyone that follows the Bible principle will get the result of the Father. Hallelujah tonight. Maybe the last scripture I'm going to read tonight before I go into the next one is 1 John 4. 1 John 1 verse 4. Can we go there and let's read together. 1 John 1 verse 4. 1 John 1 verse 4. I'm saying this also. We know, we know what, what is expected of us as believers, uh, as Pentecostal believers, as believers of Christ. 1 John 1 verse 4. If you're there, please you can read for me. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Your joy may be full. This then is the message. This is the message which we have heard of you. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Third John. Third John one four. Third John one four. Sorry about that. Third John. Third John one four. Because I know where we're reading this. Where we're reading. I have no greater joy. Hold on, that folks. You see, when, when the word joy is used, it's used in comparison to sadness. And that is alone should suffice. But here he says, I have no word, greater joy. Now, he's, he's, he's grading it. He's using an adjective to describe it, showing that this joy is high. It's, un, it's undescribable. It's unexplicable. I have no greater joy. Third John 1, 4. Third John 1 for read again, ma'am. I have no greater joy. Yes. Than to hear that my children walk in truth. Praise God. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children in the faith walk in the truth. You won't know this until you begat children in the Lord. And the days are here when we must we must begin to begat children in the Lord. Do you know that there are, there, are, there are over billions of people on earth today that are not saved? So we should not be struggling to, to capture some people from, 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 from Catholic Church or from. No, 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 no. Let's leave those ones who are saved. Let's go after the ones who are in the world, those who are not saved. For Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. We must begin to desire. To be God's children in the Lord. You must begin to desire to give birth to people in Christ. Paul said to Timothy, he says, he says, he says, he says, I begat you in the faith. You must begat someone. You must give birth to someone. You must pray for someone to, to be bothered in Christ. Glory to God. 
You see, this is all the authority of Jesus on earth. And it shows us what Jesus prioritized. And if God would put that as his priority, then we also must put that as our priority also. We must begin to desire to bring people to Jesus, primarily your friends. You, oh, glory to God. You know, your, 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 you know, when Peter was on, when Andrew found Jesus, he went to call Peter. He said, We have seen the Messiah. Don't allow your a friend. Now, all my friends that I know, first of all, you know, when we began church, everybody in my office, everybody in my family that I know that go to me, everyone close around. I, first, I brought them, amen, before I start looking out. Listen to me. If you have close friends who are with you and they are not safe and you can't tell them about this love of God, you, you, you ought to begin from your own, from your own Jerusalem, from, from your close friends. You must, you must stay on them and pray on them until they come to Christ. He says, we have found the Lord. Andrew went to call Peter. So was Nathaniel. Barnabas went to look for task for Paul of Hazos. We go to look for the closest associate to us because this is important in the heart of God. I will challenge you today. Begin to desire to, to begin to give birth in the spirit. Third John again, please read for me one verse four. I'll please note it tonight. Note that scripture is very important. Hallelujah. You say, I have no greater joy. You will know this joy. Oh, hallelujah. There's a joy. There's a joy to know that through you, someone got saved. That through you, someone got born again. That someone, someone came to church and have the gospel and got saved. If we can preach, get the person to a place where the person can get the word of God. Let your candle light other candles. Let your light so shine before men. Seek ye first God's kingdom and his righteousness. And all these other things shall be added unto us. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children, the days are here when you should be having children in the Lord. You've been saved for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. These are the days when you should begin to have children in the Lord. You begat them by the gospel. The days of complacency should be over. Why? Because the end of all things is at hand. The days of sitting in the pews in the church are over. These are days when we pray the Lord of harvest that he might send laborers to his field. You see, in the days of Jesus, in Matthew 9, from the Bible, the Bible says, Jesus looked. He says, oh, the harvest is ripe. It's white already for harvest. But, but what? The laborers are what? A few. If there are few in those days, wow. Now imagine how much, how much harvest, how much fruit is ready now for harvest in the world. May the Lord make us harvesters in this time. Not for our own sakes, not to make any point, but to make heaven rejoice and make heaven happy. Amen tonight. Okay, I've said that tonight enough. Let me move to the to the next point. I, I, like I said, I have eight scriptures. I've just said one. The second one I want to raise this evening that shows us the Lord is coming back. You know, sometimes people don't know the Bible says he's coming back. That's the problem. You know, sometimes we assume people know. No, they don't. 
And whatever you don't present before people, people don't know. Please, this evening, I want to give us an assignment. You know, I said that there are over 300 prophecies that spoke about Christ's birth, his death, his better, and his ascension. I want you on your own to find 10 more that I didn't mention and study them properly. Just find 10 more. You can, you, you can Google it. You find scriptures so you can study on your own. Study to show yourselves approved unto God, workmen that need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. This is how you grow and mature in the things of the Spirit and the things of God. The second scripture that I want us to look at this evening is Hebrews chapter number 10. Let's turn there tonight. Hebrews 10 verse 25. But we will not read the verse 25 alone. Let's turn there. Now, in, in, in King James of Hebrews 10, if you read through it carefully from verse 23, the thought of 25 began from 23. But let me read verse 25 first, and then I'll read 23, 25, so it can make sense to us. Because if you read just 25, it will, it will be, it will, it will, it will, it will coalesce the way it should. And, and in, in any case, in King James's version, 23 to 25 is the same sentence. Because at the end of 23 is a semicolon. At the end of 24 is a colon. And by the end of 25, it's a full stop. So that means 25 is not in itself standing alone. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a part of 23. Because when the Bible was written, it wasn't written actually in chapters and in, in verses. It was broken down. It's, it's like a prose form. It was broken down like this for proper reading and reference sake. So you can quote it and know where it is. So it's not, it's not so, so so 23 to 25 actually makes a lot of sense. So you can't really isolate 25 without without looking closely to 23 and 24. But let's 25 this evening. First, it says, not forsaking. So if there's another scripture that tells us about Christ coming back again, is Hebrews 10, 25. It says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. Amen. Why? Because in, in the time preceding the coming of the Lord, there will be so many activities. Even to the, to the point that worship days will be, will be taken over from men. Amen. Sometimes you won't be in service. You are, you are just there in the body. Your spirit is not there. You are trying to think about the work. You are not, though you are in the assembly, but you are not there in spirit. You know, this is the reason today you find in our world, people doing services, five services, one, one hour, to make room for those who don't want to come to church, but somehow make, make, make the, uh, uh, I don't know, they, they are not coming to church, you are taking it to them, no, we are not meant to take it to them, they are meant to come, praise God, he says, not forsaking the assembling of yourself together as the man of some. It means at the time of Christ's coming, people will literally be, be forced to come to church or rather, they will not make church very easy for them to come. Listen to me, child of God. 
in the things of God is on church is not meant to be convenient for you to come it's a sacrifice we must all make to honor and serve the Lord in these times that's why I'm amazed at, 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 at services who run for 150 minutes and that's all this, this folks here in the whole week not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some that means in this end time some people will not want to come not because they don't want to come because the pressures of the world is taking them from the church and it's a sign of the end times i was talking to a believer some years ago he said sir my office has paid for my time May your office don't pay for your time and pay for your life. May your, you know, I'm telling you the truth. And once they pay for your time, your, 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 you, you don't have control anymore. You see, that statement actually is a sign of the end time. When men can pay for your time and pay for your life, and you have no control, they can call you anytime, even when you are in the very presence of God. Do not forsake the assembling of yourself. This is one critical scripture that, 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 that points to the coming of the Lord. As a man of song. But so what it says to finish it. But exhorting one another and so much the more it means at this time there should be much, we should double our what? Our exhortation together. Because, because until we put this thing in the front bottom, it should not hold the, the, the weight it ought to hold in our hearts. Praise God. You see, you see we, we, we will think that all things are given. Just like they talk in the days of Noah, all things were together. Men were marrying and giving themselves to marriage. Things were going as planned. But suddenly, the flood came. And Jesus said, he says, so as it was worse in the days of Noah, so it shall be, praise God. So in this time, we ought to give ourselves more to exhortation. So much the more as we do what we see the day. Which day? The day of the Lord approach. So tonight I want you to know as you struggle to walk, as you struggle to make ends meet, also let it register at the back of your spirit that he is coming. The signs of his coming are evident. They are everywhere in the world. Just you know, you know, you know when 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 uh, what was the name? Is it Hasselos or, or, or uh, this king that that, that saw the hand on the wall and 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 and, and he went that people. Then I said to him, he said, he said "Hell, take hell, many of us seen." You see, you see, there's so much happening on the world today. There's so much take hell, take hell, many of us seen happening in the world today. We ought to know. When it's a time for the word, you leave everything you are doing in the earth and focus on the word. For whatever will take you from the word is taking you away from life. Do you know in our days, I've seen people, I've seen them before, they've been to, they, they've been to a meeting that, that, that where I was ministering. They said they cannot stand any preaching more than 30 minutes. So because they are rich, 
Because the inflation, the ministers now begins to, to, to tell all their services to suit people. But as God's word says, the more we must give ourselves to all exhortation. The days are here when men will have teaching years. I pray in the name of Jesus that we will not have teaching years. We will have listening years. We will have hearing years. We will have years of faith. Longing for the word for as long as we come. So much so as we see the day. So I'm saying to you today, folks, the day is approaching. And because the day is approaching, we must learn not to forsake the assembling of ourselves. Because the moment we forsake one another's exhortation, we are we are we can drift and slip away. For it's not he that begins that say, but he that endures to the end. And what keeps us to endure the end is our consistent listening to the word. So Jesus is coming back again. So as we are preparing ourselves for his coming, we must also be prepared to go out in the world. And one men are allowed them through the gospel that Christ is coming again. He's coming back again. My Lord is coming back again. He went away to glory. He's coming back again. He's coming back again. My Lord is coming back again. Glory, hallelujah. He's coming. For those of us expecting his coming, his glory, hallelujah. Because his coming back will consummate our hope. For therein lies our eternal rest. For our rest is not in this earth. No amount of vacation you take will equate eternity in rest. No amount of, 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 of rest you take. No amount of vacation or rest or pleasure that can equate that which we'll find in heaven. But now, let's see verse 23, 24, then I, I can move maybe to just one more or two more scriptures and then we're going to end this evening. 23 says, let us hold fast, you see, because of 25, hmm? it says, let's do what? We must hold fast. How do we hold fast? By constant exhortation. That's why we can't afford to, to miss. It's, that's why right now you, you can't afford to say, Pastor, let's do like the next church. Let's do one big concert. No, that's the ploy and the deceit. Now, don't, don't miss me. If God says do a worship meeting, we will do it. But not because someone else is doing it and is bringing them around. No, we are not going by the world. We are following Him. Why? We live in constant exhortation. Why? Because the day is approaching. You see, one of the ploys of the devil in this time is distractions. And there's distraction in the altar of God. There's distraction in the Holy See. There's distractions in the pulpit. It takes only the discerning one to see. 
Because the day is approaching, it says what in in, in that verse? Read for me again, verse 3. Let us hold fast the profession of our oath without wavering. Let us hold fast. Now, the word hold is enough. It means not to let go. But to hold fast means hold it with tenacity. Like a bulldog. When a bulldog closes his jaws on anything, it can't open anymore until that thing is severed. That's how we, we ought to hold fast this our confession, this faith work with God. We don't play with it. Let nothing take it from us. You see, once the bulldog holds fast on something, he loses the power to hold fast on something else. Let me say it again. The reason a believer is prone to believing another gospel is because he hasn't held fast on the real stuff. The moment you hold fast on the real stuff, you have no mouth anymore to look because you can't, because you, you don't have two mouths, just one mouth. When, when you hold or one hand, when you hold fast to one thing, you can't accept and drop it. But once you hold fast to it, you hold fast to it. You must hold fast. These are the days to hold fast. These are the days to be looking at it. These are the days for us to eat because the journey is far. The days to understand. Let us hold fast the confession, the profession of our faith without what? Wavering. We must hold fast to Jesus. You must learn. And how do you hold fast to Jesus? By, by daily fellowship, by praying, by having your minds on Him, glory to God, by desiring Him, by meditating about Him every day, praise God. See, because I've said a lot at my right hand, I shall not be what? The reason you are not with God, you have set Him at your word. Now, your right hand is the hand you use the Bible. That means it's something you see all the time. The moment you are able to put Jesus and the word before you all the time, you are secure in him. Now, I'm saying this to let us know that he's coming back again. We need to stand our ground at the same time. Get this in our heart to convince us so we know that, 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 that we ought to go and share this same word so that we we can share it with conviction in our spirits. Read for the break into and and then fall quickly. Let us hold fast the profession of our hope. Yes. Without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. He is faithful that promised because he has promised that he's coming back again. He is faithful because he will yet come back again. If there's anything the believer should live for on earth, he should live for his coming. You must live for the coming of Jesus. You must present your family to him. You must present your life to him. You must present your, your, even your business and your career to him. Let everything center around him. 
Romans 11 to 36 or thereabout. It says, and, 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 and all things are for him, through him and to him. Let your life and everything about you revolve around him because he's faithful who has promised. Promise what? That he's coming back again who also performed who also come. That's what it means. And when you have this mindset, you will not do anything that will that 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 will 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 be detrimental to your you're going with him when he appears. You're always constantly following him, constantly doing the right thing, trying to follow him with all your might, all your soul, and all you have. Read next time for me, 24. And let us consider one another. Now hold on. In waiting for him and meeting together, we must learn to consider one another. You see, in this church, I don't want anyone to be offended or feel or feel reluctant to bless someone. I know someone when it comes to giving people stuff in church, he feels he feels like why why are they in need? Why can't they fend for themselves? He has forgotten that he too was in there at the point in time. And people came and fed him. If we will give the last penny in our account to people, let's do it joyfully. Now, speaking this more to those of us who are who are in the accounting with me. Never tell the pastor, I just gonna give you so much you know. Provided we're not buying beer or buying cigarettes. Amen. Or spending the money on frivolities. If it's to bless the people of God, I want you all to support me in doing this. He says, let us consider one another. That means, that means, that means put others before you. As we see him approach. So one of the things you need to do in this time is to start considering others. Start thinking about their welfare. How are they faring? How are they surviving? Is there something I can do to help? That's the spirit of Christ. That's the law of God. He says, when we do this, we will fulfill the law. Amen. For law fulfills the whole law. So our gathering together should not just be gathering for nothing. One thing we will do in the gathering is to start considering one another and exalting one another so much so as we see the day approach. Read for me, Timothy 24. And let us consider one another. Yes. To provoke unto love. Hold on. We provoke unto love. What does that mean? We look for avenues. To provoke love, not betray. What can I do to make this person know I love you? As much as it lies in my power. Sometimes for you, someone is not feeling fine. You don't have money, just want to stay with him on the bedside. That's all you can give. 
you are provoking him to love. Sometimes you don't have the time to understand, but, but you can communicate with him. You are provoking him to love. We learn at this time to provoke one another to love only, not offense. Because the day is what? Approaching. We know these things. Now I'm saying these things tonight so we know the patterns of God for this season that, that can hold us on our ground and also prepare us to share this same love. For no one on earth can reject love. Because God is love. It's only the love of God that breaks the bands of hell. God's love is like a key to the gates of hell. Once the, 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 the power of love is unleashed, doors are open. Freedom is experienced. Life comes because of love. So let us provoke one another to love. You are coming to church on Sunday. You can buy a loaf of bread, three hundred naira for someone. You are provoking the person to love. When you do that, the person will think, "What can?" I? No, not because one day, but you are just provoking to what to doing the same. That's the heart we have right now. Do something, no matter how small it is, to provoke someone else to love. It means love can be provoked. The word provoked means to. To, I don't know what I'm to use there. To cause to rise. You stay up love. We can stay love with one another. You can, you, we can do that. We spoil it up. Hallelujah. You have a shoe that you don't use too frequently, and there's someone whose shoe is 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 four degrees northeast and perpendicular to the southwest. You know what that means? His shoe size has made his height to be twenty. We can't tell if it's five feet or, or four feet eight because it's like this. The, 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 the shoe has eaten and you, and, you, and you can see it. No, we don't close our eyes. We provoke each other. That was in James. Say, if you see your brother who is in need, you don't say to him, go and be fed and blessed. And you must also do that which is what needful for the body. God said to me this time, the priorities of the church, his church, will begin to shift from things to people. For it is people that makes the church, not the things that make us call church. Tonight, as I close, I've just mentioned just one more scripture, and I have seven more to go, but it's okay, we close tonight. Thank God, because in this season, we're able to exalt ourselves almost, almost every other day. But see here, it says, how often? Daily, actually. So the patterns of God is daily. Imagine we are doing this every day. We'll be grounded in love, in word, and in spirit. Hallelujah. So tonight, my bonnet for you is this. It says, Do not forsake. It puts that responsibility on who? 
on, on us, on you, on me. That means I can I should make excuse for not joining Bible study. I should make excuse for joining it. If God has said, this one is my own responsibility, I must not allow my work to take me from church. You see, do you know that that same work that they are forcing you to do, the day you are sick, they ask you to go for two weeks. The day the storm is done with you, they will find somebody else. So you are not indispensable, but when the ways of a man pleases the Lord, let your ways please God in this time. Do not forsake. In this time, there are things that will come our ways that will make us want to forsake or want to get tired of the world. Like men that say, I can't listen to a place, a word that's beyond 30 minutes. That man is already lost. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves. So everyone in the church must make up their minds to, to always come together. No matter how far your house is, thank God for us in church. We have folks who live very far. Praise God. Rob Ben, God bless you. Rob Yola, God bless you. Your wife, my wife. Rob Ben's wife, God bless you. Uh, um, 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 so Richard, God bless you. Uh, um, 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 bro, brother, bro, bro, bro Matthew, God bless you. You know, we have folks that live in that distance. Pastor Yekatiwale, oh, you live somewhere around Dover. God bless you. Irrespective of where you live, Lord and God, we make a excuse to be in the house of God. For this is what God demands of us in this time when we see the day approach. So this scripture shows us that Christ is coming back again. And if he's coming back again, then what manner of life as believers ought we to live? But when we look at those days, what do we do? Let us hold fast. This word someone will be saying, hold fast. Hold fast. Say hold fast. Hold fast. Say hold fast. Say hold fast. Hold fast that confession. That profession of our faith, glory to God. We hold it fast. Nothing can take it from our hands, glory to God. And I won't trade it for anything. Hold fast. The God of our faith, for his faithful who has promised that is coming back, who you also keep to his word. And let us provoke one another to love and to good works. My desire every day is to provoke someone to love. As I'm holding on to my faith. Because I know he's coming back again. And the knowledge of his coming back supports me to prepare and also warn others also. Let's call him back. When he comes back, he comes back with judgment. For those who are serving with joy, for those who reject him, everlasting damnation. When Noah preached in his days, they were flawed. They thought he was joking. But at the fullness of time, they saw the flaw, but he was in the ark. Tonight, I want to say to us, if there's one thing that made Jesus' life worth it, while he was on earth, he was preaching, one vital diet 
that brings joy, that brings life to the believer is his desire to always preach. You, you enjoy that thing. You, you enjoy that until you begin to do it. And I want to assure you by the grace of God, we will go out and preach. Bible says, blessed are you when men persecute you for, my, for the sake of the gospel and the kingdom. Glory to God. We get it when, 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 when there's joy. Do you notice that, 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 that apostles, they, they, when they were beaten and scorched in the name, Bible says they rejoiced because they are counted worthy to suffer. You see, there's a joy to it. Oh my God. There's a higher joy in the faith that we must all plunge into in this season. And these are the days of the Spirit of God. Calling our attention to what He's doing, to what He's expecting us to do in these end times. And holding family to faith. Tonight, I want to appreciate everyone who has tuned in. Hope you've been blessed tonight. Hope you've learned one thing again tonight. I hope you've been you 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 the, the Lord has 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 has, has exalted you tonight, and something has been added to your faith. I trust God that it will cause us all to be grounded more in love, more in faith, more in His call. Our life will show more of His light. We will provoke one another to love and to good works. Men will see those works and give God praise in heaven. We will become the light of God. We will become the salt of the earth. But the life will live. The things that we learn will begin to put them to practice. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, O oh God, tonight. I praise you, Father God, for this time of your word. Lord, it came, Lord, as you ordained it, O oh God. I spoke tonight as your oracle. I spoke tonight your voice. Lord, cause this word, O oh God, to grow and multiply in the heart of your people. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let your life, your way, your Holy Spirit, breathe on our hearts. And strengthen us all in this walk. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, O God. As your children go to rest tonight, Father God. Lord, cause them, Father God, to have your rest. Rest in the spirit. Rest in the soul. And rest in their bodies. I command the rest of God. On everything that pertains to you, I command rest to come. Rest in your body. Rest in your mind. And rest in your spirit. You will rest in the hands of the Lord. God's angels shall bear you up in, your, in their hands. You will not dash your feet against a stone. I declare over you, your pathway, there's life. There's no death, no destruction. In the name of Jesus, the Lord shall be your light and your glory. It shall be your shield and your shade. It shall surround you with favor and mercy. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The line shall fall for you. The line shall fall for you. I declare the line shall fall for you in good places. I say by the hand of the Lord tonight, in the name of Jesus, you will not see the wind. You will not see the waters. But every valley shall be filled in the name of Jesus Christ. As we seek for God's kingdom and his righteousness, every other thing we need for life and goodness will come unto us. We will not pursue them. They will pursue us. Lord, we need to pursue your kingdom and your righteousness. Help us to pursue the kingdom and your righteousness. Thank you, O God. Because today the word we've heard will grow up in our spirits and will grow up to everlasting life. We praise you, O God, tonight. Thank you for this word. For receive the word today with thanksgiving. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen.